It's finally happened. The first ever joint collaborative Zuma for Midweek Drive. It's fantastic. And we've got four fabulous individuals all lined up now. Uh, we'll start off with uh, the first person who's actually in the room and sorted the whole thing through. We tested it a day or so ago. Richard Fitzwilliams, welcome to this little discussion. And good to be here. Splendid. Also, BAFTA award-winning director and second person to this room this morning, key Arsenal supporter, it's wonderful Graham Harper. How are you, Graham? Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, and, of course, the next person along in terms of supporting Brighton and actually being socially distanced and doing all sorts of other things in his PR career is the fabulous Ben Lewis. How are you, Ben? Morning. Very well. Thank you, Alex. This is the first time we've Zoomed, isn't it, really, Ben? So, it is, know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's groundbreaking, isn't it, really? Well, I, I figured that actually in terms of um, connecting with, with, with ourselves, both yourself and, and, and our next guest would actually be okay without having a test session beforehand. So I trusted you and, like, excellent graduates, you came good with it. The fun we had with Richard a day or so ago, whoa, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, and Tessa Snart, of course, uh, from Sound and Country Vision, from Country in the Kitchen, from all sorts of other graduation. Welcome back, Tessa. How are you? Hello, I'm really well, thank you. It's great to be here. It's great. We're all connecting together. Right. Topic of this little thing that we're doing over the next 15, 20 minutes is really the state of the film industry and cinemas after, obviously, COVID, etc. Graham, can I turn to you first? I mean... You obviously make movies, you watch movies, you make a lot of television, you work through that process. What are your views in terms of when's your next trip to the cinema going to be? Um, I honestly think it won't be for a long time. Um, I'm sort of getting involved in watching stuff on uh, either on uh, you know, the internet or on television. Uh, there are an awful lot of movies being shown. I mean, there's so many channels to watch. I've, I didn't realise how many I'd really missed. Um, but I won't be going to the cinema for quite some time. I'm really worried about um, uh, us coming out of lockdown so quickly. And uh, I don't, if, if we can do everything we're allowed to do at the moment, why aren't theatres being opened? And I think it's, it's a shame that they aren't being opened, but I'm also aware that it's very dangerous. I think uh, I'm worried about sitting in a cinema or a, a theatre um, two inches away from somebody who may well have coronavirus and, or I have and give it to them. So it's, um, I, I'm quite worried. It'll be a long okay. time yet. Ben, what about yourself? Are you, is, is it a case of, I don't care, I just bring it on really, I'll party on down, I'll be in the cinema next week? Um, I, I feel very much the same as Graham in this is in this instance. I think the trouble is um, the the arts the arts are suffering hugely, as I'm sure Richard will, will divulge shortly. But um, they're 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 really suffering a lot at the minute, and um, it's a sh such a shame that um, uh, you know big key businesses, but also key social environments, uh, are almost being lost by the day. And uh, and I think it's it's really going to have a huge impact, even. After this is all blown over, uh, it's going to it's going to be a long recovery period. Um, but I think for for myself anyway, I, I don't know. I don't think for, for me I'd feel comfortable going in a cinema unless it was obviously socially distanced. But realistically, can you socially distance? You wouldn't be able to use the lose. You wouldn't. You know, I think you you have to have a, a one in one out policy or, or a one way system going into the into the cinema. It's um, yeah, I think it would be difficult for them. All right, Tessa, we'll turn to your, yourself. What, what are your feelings on this? I mean, clearly, you know, if there's the, the best ever uh, movie version of Nashville that's actually in the big screen, will you risk the thing to actually go and see the thing? Or, or, or is it a case of, no, you're going to hold back? 
No, I, I'm the same. I'd rather hold back, but of course, it, it, it's just—it's an awful situation to be in if you are in the arts. Um, it's the same with music and shows. Um, but I do think a lot of people are getting on board with the online side of things, the live streams and the digital side of doing events. It's not the same as being in the same room as performers or artists or musicians, um, but I think everyone is having to adapt in some way to keep it going. Richard, that's a, a very brief cross-section. Um, you know, that seems to be rolled out as a sort of standard thing. I mean, are you saddened by that? Or is it a case, I mean, you just said in the pre-chat that we actually had that London, central London at least, still seems to be fairly empty from that point of view. The government have recently made a major commitment to the arts in general, but there is still that huge fear factor. I'm afraid that this is a sample of precisely the way people think, and with good reason, and we've heard why. I, I'm afraid that if you look, uh, for example, at the government's help. And yes, 1.6 billion pounds. I mean, it's the best, the most substantial help for the arts anywhere in the world. They are part of our humanity. They are part of everyone's life. They are the most enriching and unique form uh, that we have. But having said all that, when actually asked, would people go to a cinema, let alone theatre or concert? Uh, the answer, I'm afraid, uh, as we've just been hearing, is no. The reason I would say yes, of course, as a film critic, I mean, I'm longing to go back, as I'm sure everybody is, to the big screen. Now, there are obvious dangers, and I, mean, I just illustrate the most recent weekend, because remember, cinemas have officially opened. Uh, we have, in fact, the massive, I'm being ironic, gross of £257,000 in, well, into the UK, but it's only England, actually. Uh, the normal average weekend gross is over £15 million. And that gives an idea of the current situation. A lot of cinemas are still to open, a lot of chains haven't opened yet. But it's perfectly obvious that film isn't drawing them in. Um, and of course, what motivates against this is obviously the fact that you can see so much streamed and people are getting used to it as well. I mean, I have the big screen, I'm sure, the big screen experience for the No Time to Die or Mulan uh, blockbusters or let alone Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Nolan is absolutely determined that the sci-fi movie is going to be shown on the big screen, however far it's being put back. But I think what we've just seen is unfortunately an example of the way because of the nature of this horrible deadly pathogen people are being affected by it and when it comes to the theater uh, i mean it it's it's an absolutely devastating situation not to mention uh, music opera concerts so forth it it, it is terrible uh, the problem of course is how do you alleviate what is undoubtedly a fear of it and there are the fewer people more cinemas open they'll put the prices that would make it even less attractive and we've got so much streamed online it's quite interesting that i like to mention just one feature and that is that the releases intended originally for cinema during the last three and a half months there have been relatively few of them they are holding back if they possibly can the most surprising was spike lee's the five bloods which was released unquestionably to link with the black lives matter movement but i 
I do fear for what's coming in future weeks and months, not just because London's such a desert still, but because of the views we've just heard. I want to go to Ben, actually, not only because he's using the wonderful etiquette of having his microphone muted, which is wonderful. That's great. So we don't go out around. Proof you're on the, on the ball there, Ben. Um, you worked with the Sony company uh, and you connected with the Sony film industry. And obviously, as you know, I'm a big sort of advocate for saying you really should see Sausage, sausage Party on the big screen. Not. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this? And, and, and you think back to your time with um, Sony. I mean, how do you think they're actually coping? Is it a case of, as Richard said, they're holding back and holding back and it's a gamble? I mean, what, what, what would you do in their position? Well, I don't know. I think from a, from a, well, certainly from a PR perspective, working with those guys, um, I think as an agency, they'll be struggling. Uh, but also as, a, as an industry, it, it must be really tough. I think you've really got to be creative. Uh, that, I think that's where creativity shines through. And whether that be, uh, I mean, you see, obviously, uh, Disney Plus has taken off as a as a an entity, but then also that's where Netflix and Amazon and all those come into their own. Uh, and I think that's where you have to perhaps look into the future is to go into the digital sphere. Um, and 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 that's where your creativity will have to go with film launches. But also, you can't do any interactive things, as Richard says. Press press trips and press uh, screenings will be either extremely limited or uh, they'll be in a, a different format to what they were before. Um, and I think that's that's the thing. It's you've got to try and, as with all things, I think you've got to be creative at the minute and, and find a way around it. Um, I don't think it's dead for them, but I think it will certainly have impacted them. Um, and uh, the film industry as a whole, I think, you know, I mean, I would be interested to see what research comes out after us to say how much the, the industry has lost in that time. Okay. I think it'd be billions at that point. Uh, Tessa, how do you consume your movies? Are you a digital uh, subscriber to Netflix, to Disney Plus, to the various channels, Amazon Prime, and things that are actually out there? Yes, yeah, I've got, got it all, Amazon Prime and Netflix. Um, as you know, I tend to probably venture more on the music side, so I'm not an avid film kind of consumer, but I do watch them, of course. Um, and yeah, I'd go to Netflix or Amazon Prime. Okay, or Curzon Home Cinema to actually you know, promote something that Richard is very keen to actually sort of, yeah, we are. I'm more of a BFI fan, but you know, let's go Curzon Home Cinema as well. Graham, you, you've heard how people are consuming films from that point of view, but of course one of the key aspects in this is actually getting back on the set. So what about that whole direction procedure in terms of where you're directing and actually making the stuff in the first place? So are we, are we looking, is this the future? That actually in drama in future will be a bit like talking heads in different rooms and we'll hope for the best and make sure people mute their microphone when they're not speaking. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I suspect, um, I'm, I mean, I'm not involved at the moment. I'm not involved in anything, so I don't know what they're doing at the moment. You, you finished with Hollyoaks. I mean, just a I'm hypothetical. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you are going back. I, I've been asked to go back, so I've Excellent. given dates for when I'll be free, which is like 2027, 20, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a long gap for Hollyoaks people for the next episode. <laughs> no, but I, um, uh, I, I don't know how they're all working, but I'm sure they'll have found a, a way you know, be keeping the you know, being correct, etc. Still, well, they're all, they're saying they've found new ways of um, showing how people make love without actually um, touching each other. It's quite interesting. So, use the mind, use the power of the mind. That's the key thing. Of course, the, the other as the, the other aspect, presumably, is that they could literally, if you're signed up for a TV series or a movie 
just go into lockdown and you literally are cocooned with yeah. your cast for the duration of how long, however long it takes, which seems a bit extreme, but presumably that's what football is doing at present. I'm afraid that's what it is anyway. Well, <laughs> Richard, anything you'd like to add? Because I mean, we can see see changes amongst us, changes actually happening. Are there opportunities that you can see? I mean, I know you're a big advocate uh, for seeing movies on the big screen. And despite Ben back in the day showing you uh, the uh, Lion King trailer on his mobile phone, you know, you're not a fan of, shall we say, watching movies on this sort of device. Or, or this device, and actually, despite the fact that you see all sorts of wonderful things here, I mean, I've just been watching Clutes this morning on this particular device. There's no need to shock me. I, I hope you appreciated it, however, but nonetheless, uh, so I saw it originally about 20 times on, on the large screen, uh, beginning yes. of the time. But I mean, one of the problems you've just touched on really going to affect the streaming service as well. How to begin it how to continue it, even if you had everyone together in a form of lockdown. What happens if there is, for some reason or another, uh, which can't be anticipated, a case of coronavirus? I mean, it could be so devastating under how you start. I mean, Avatar has started, uh, that's the James new James Cameron uh, Avatar 2, in New Zealand. There are reports, and I've been trying to trace these reports as to precisely when actual production has begun as opposed to when it is supposed to or the fact that Batman is expected to get going in Britain and so forth. I mean, there's very little going on at the moment, but potentially this would affect the Netflix and Amazon series and so on uh, if this goes on and on and on. I mean, Hollywood is not, you know, with 100,000 jobs linked to it, um, it, it is pretty moribund at the moment. And I think this is a matter of great concern. The point is, if people don't go, I would mention that the films shown so far and those intended to be shown for a little while are famous films. They're hoping to lure people back with those. And then by the end of the month, with Russell Crowe's unhinged among the uh, those screened uh, to tempt people with new films. And then, of course, with the other blockbusters we've mentioned, uh, especially the Bond movie. But it's that sort of film that people would like to see on the large screen. But whether, if it's a matter of their health and the fear of uh, the virus, they could be tempted into a cinema when most people don't know the cinema. I mean, most cinemas are not opening. Um, they ha and they will reopen, but I haven't actually been. I am looking forward to going. But again, the spontaneity of the experience is going to be, um, well, it'll be very changed and very different. And if you want entertainment and you want to enjoy yourself and you can see the screen as opposed to the stage, though you can see a film stage at home, uh, it, it's going to take a lot of persuading, as we've been hearing. Richard, clearly you're going to be the midweek drive's canary in the coal mine when it actually comes to going back to cinema. <laughs> so that's fine, um, because I, I share both Graham and Tessa and Ben's views on the whole thing, but don't think so. You know, even if it's no time to die, of course it isn't. Stay away from the cinema. Yeah, put in line. Um, Tessa, anything you know, that, you, that you'd like to sort of um, add in terms of your own experiences uh, under lockdown and so on? Because this is the first time, and, and you've been very busy, because of course you've set up your own podcast with Country in the Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I thought I would um, try something new, especially as I, you know, I have nothing else to do. Um, of course, of course you have, Tessa. You've got the weekly Tessa's Tune of the Week on the Midweek Drive. 
Um, so I thought I've always wanted to start a podcast, and of course they're they're really they're really big now. There's so many out there. Um, so I thought I'd have a go. Um, and of course, equipment uh, was the big problem. Learning how to get the right audio sounds and all of that. And I'm still learning now, as you'll know, Ali. Um, and I kind of learned from you a little bit as well, doing the Sound and Country Vision. That really helped. Um, and yeah, so I've been doing that. And again, I've been tuning into a lot of um, live streams on Facebook to support artists as well. And of course, I think the big, the big thing now is drive-ins. And um, there's going to be a lot of driving events where people sit in their cars and watch films or watch musicals or concerts. Um, so I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Uh, That's a really good point, Tessa, because uh, I was going to raise the drive-in up in Teesside, centre of civilization, obviously. Uh, we actually have converted uh, the airport and the, air, the Teesside airport is showing drive-in movies throughout the summer. Is that a way forward, Richard? To actually, <laughs> we hope for the best, fingers crossed. <laughs> Go from there. I speak as someone who, when a child, had such fun in South Africa with drive-ins uh, because my parents used to take me. We had a picnic and uh, saw whatever film it was. They didn't have very sophisticated ones. But of course, in South Africa, in Cape Town, there wasn't on the whole, the problem that there is here. Uh, that is the weather, obviously. Uh, I don't know how many driving cinemas there are in the country. I think there are a handful. I think they're, uh, for as far as the summer's concerned, they're trying to open up spaces to have a few more because there you can go in the relative safety. But numerically, this is likely to be infinitesimal. It's an idea. The odd thing was Boris Johnson announced uh, that uh, I think it was drive-in cinemas and zoos were opening. It was one of these curious announcements with only about half a dozen up to or whatever. No, I mean, this isn't the future in the winter. Uh, it's a gimmick to persuade people to get back to an experience that's outside, you know, the online streaming. I love it. I think it would be fabulous. I think that's a really, really good idea. Go to a zoo and watch a cinema film. That would be great. That is well worth considering, I feel. The last uh, outside movie I saw was at the York Maze, which is Star Trek Generations a few years ago, and the screen blew down. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean to say that, you know, there are problems. The movie was quite good. The, the, the new red carpet treatment would be at Tyne Airport. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Ben, wouldn't mind left the square. Exactly. <laughs> Come to Teesside Airport. It's the way forward. All new. Um, what, what about yourself, Ben? How will you be watching the, the, the sort of uh, the, the cinema, etc.? Or indeed sport, because clearly you are our main sort of sporting correspondent. Well, I think the thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm able to do that at the minute from the luxury of a sofa and with the, with the laptop. But um, I don't know I about say, things going forward. In, in terms of backdrop, sorry, Ben, just cutting across there. Right. I must admit, Richard does win the award for most impressive uh, back, background uh, and, and painting. Graham comes very close, and then there's a slightly there's a clutter and, and the starkness, obviously, of Tessa and Ben. It's just interesting, a minimalist approach. <laughs> well, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was expecting a bookcase somewhere. I thought someone would have a bookcase. But, no, um, I'm, uh, no I'm, we ha yes, I've got a bookcase here, but you're not going to see it. Uh, they've just got Hamlet in the background. Yeah, a cigar yeah. called Hamlet. Hamlet. Happiness is a cigar called Hamlet. You're too young to remember that particular ad, but look it up on yes, YouTube. Anyway, sorry, Ben. Returning to to the to the point. No worries. Um, yeah, I think with films films it's always going to be difficult. I think I think either Sky will have to do something and have a cinema channel, or or each of the respective cinemas. I don't know. Like the chains may may, may look to 
have their own cinema channel and, and you, you do a paper subscription. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how, how it will work. I think um, obviously there's no guidance on when things may open up and when they may not open up in time. I, I think that's the half the trouble is the fact that no one knows when there's going to be some form of normality. Um, and, and to be, truth be told, I don't think there will be until early next year. Um, you know, when systems are in place and when things really do die down and when people can start, you know, sharing the same space together, I, I really don't know when that's going to happen. And, if people don't at the minute, you've got to plan for the worst, I guess. And, and that, and that's how you get around these things. But, um, realistically, I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you when I'm, that I want to watch the next film. The next, obviously the next film I do want to watch is the James Bond film, but when that will come out or in what form, none of us know. None of us do know. Do you care what form? Uh, I do in some ways. I think because this is what I spoke to Richard about this a little while ago when 1917 came out and I watched that at the IMAX on, on South Bank, and to watch it there, it, it's something special. It's oh, yeah. a special. It's a special journey you make to go and watch it there. Whereas if I was to watch it on a device, I don't think it'd be the same experience. It's not it got other be. people around you. You've got, you've got the big screen or the sound. It's just not the same. That's, it's, I, that's why, and you just mentioned that what you just said is precisely why uh, films like the new Disney uh, live-action Mulan, the uh, Quiet, Quiet Place 2, um, Christopher Nolan's Tenet, uh, but most particularly No Time to Die. I mean, there's so much resting on those movies because, to be honest, if they can't get audiences, the others are not going to really substantially. And as you say, I'm afraid the future months do seem so bleak. Broadway, by the way, is dark for the rest of the year. That's official. Oh, that um, the West End may well be, or is possibly likely to be, but at the mention of Hamlet, by the way, you do know that Ian McKellen is uh, going to play Hamlet at the Theatre Royal Windsor. Precisely what, how that will work, I don't know, but uh, he is, at 81, a little old for the normal... Oh, Richard, surely it's to Zoom or not to Zoom? That is the question. Whether it is nobler for Skype? <laughs> oh, you know, those are the messages we're looking for. The thing is, though, on a serious note, will pantomimes be affected, do you think, quite badly? Because that is obviously, pantomime season is their biggest earner. Or any theatre, not just in, in London, but any part of the country, is their biggest earner. And, and if I, I reckon if they don't get that sold by that point, then um, I, I think that, that could really be it. Uh, the Oliver Dowd, the arts minister, was asked about this specifically, and he appeared pour cold water on the possibility of the Panthers opening because uh, excited children, for example, the fact loud noises, uh, um, an audience that was easily moved in one way or another, it was, or he appeared to think that it was dangerous. And the point is, even if there is some possibility at the end of the year, you know, they, they need rehearsals. It's all got to be planned in advance. Theatres got to know if they're going to have any chance of reopening. So it doesn't look good. No. And, and I think, I guess, uh, alongside that, um, I mean, what do you reckon people could have a, 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 almost a filmed experience at home? And, and I don't, it's not the same thing, is it? I don't know how you could do it. You can't socially distance on stage, really, can you? There'll, there'll, so definitely, be, there'll definitely be pantomimes on television. There are quite a few, I would think. But that's not going to be the same as going to the theatre. Um, and all those thousands and thousands of kids 
that make the pantomime, as well as the fact that you've got the, the artists, etc. But pantomime is because of the family's going. That's what makes it thrive and be brilliant. And they can watch it on television, but it ain't the same. The theatres are going to find it hard, I think, to um, survive. It is a tradition, isn't it? I mean, I go with my my mum, dad, and my sister. We go pretty much every year to see a pantomime at Christmas, or you know, go to the theatres for a birthday. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to affect a lot of people. Yeah, on that point, um, from what I understand, the one point six billion that the government is offering for the arts, and again, we don't know exactly how it's going to be broken down. Indeed, uh, he, what's been stressed is that it will be involved, involved, of course, big museums, galleries, and so forth. But what does seem most unfortunate, and I think this is terribly worrying, and this uh, feeds into your last point, uh, is the fact that apparently freelancers, and there's so many involved in the arts, as you all know, uh, are not going to be benefiting from this. That's very serious. We certainly seem to have sombre times. On the plus factor, the beauty of having four such wonderful co-hosts as yourself is I can actually deal with the Royal Mail doing delivery, uh, answer my doorbell, get that sorted out, come back, and the show's still proceeding. It's fantastic. You know, did you disappear? Never... <laughs> For goodness sake, yeah, Alex. It's all right. Probably don't, nobody noticed, but I just thought, what the hell, I'll let, I'll let them continue to chat. You know, that's, that's the important thing. It's radio. <laughs> my cat out because um, he's, he's being a bit naughty. Or a baby, and he's just jumped up on the kitchen worktop. So I might just have to let him outside. Look, look at, at this stage, you know, with cats jumping, getting naughty, with with the, the cinema and the theatre world in in uh, unknown circumstances. I've got to say, have we all had a reasonably interesting Zoomer today? Yes. Yes. Very very nice. Yeah. Well, I think we should. Do, I think the experiment has worked, team. We've managed to do a socially distanced collective midweek drive. Take care, stay safe, and I'm sure we'll speak again very soon. Yes, goodbye, everyone. Nice to see everyone.